Behind the blowhole. In the blowhole. Up your mother's blowhole. Hello, everybody. Wanted to talk a little bit about um, how we got here. The whale's tail. Mm. How did I get here? Ugh. This place. Well, I, I'll tell you. My father had a two-year contract signed with the marina to service the members as an amenity. So it was like a snack bar. It was a snack bar. And he was like, why don't you come and do this with me? And I said, I would rather actually take a hot poker and shove it far into my pee hole than fucking do this with you because I worked with him as I was young. It was just fucking horrendous. Ugh, God. And this is rebounding off of the illustrious Lazy Clam. Well, well, no. So I was in Massapequa Park. I had the two restaurants that I went into business with, with those fucking... <clears throat> and um, I ever tell you that fucking story about the ladybug? The ladybug? Oh, let me... This is a great fucking story. So we had the two stores in Massapequa Park. And um, a dude that... Um, not a dude, a piece of shit that I fucking worked for when I was a kid, opened a bunch of restaurants. And he was kind of like a mentor to me, right? And so another guy who was like the money guy, the guy was worth $70 million, right? I mean, and he wanted to open up some restaurants. And um, so I hooked him up with the one guy. I was 28, 29 years old. Now, how'd you meet him? He's actually a friend of my father's friend. They had a recycling plant together. It's funny where the story comes in. Hey, yo, right? Yeah, you so don't. So what are you fucking doing, Johnny Boombots? And um, got your bottles and cans. Huh? I recycle. So we go into business, and we sign a ten-unit deal for the Zimzari concept. And the first year on the payments to the guy was supposed to be interest only. And then fully amateurized for four years after, a five-year note, right? Well, why? I mean, the interest only was good for me because I only had $50,000 to get into the deal. We each owned a third of the company. I was pretty excited. I was young, 28. I was going to be the fucking bitch, right? To, like, make the guy fucking work his ass. And it was fine. I didn't mind. So the first payment comes along, and we hand the guy the money. And he looks at me and he goes, what the fuck is this? Who do you think you are? I'm fucking Santa Claus. Your dad never did. I go, what are you talking about? I said, you can't change the fucking ball game in the seventh inning. You signed the... Well, here's the one thing I learned. No matter who, even if you're equal partners, whoever has the most money is really in charge. I didn't know sure. that at that age, right? So, so this cocksucker fucking bullet. The other guy said nothing. He didn't say shit, right? And so... Ever since then, it was kind of shit. So, like, throughout the year, it was like they were, like, fucking playing me back and forth. It was just, I finally say, you know what? I'm fucking out of here. I'm leaving. Just mail me my dividend check. All of a sudden, there was no money left. The money dried up. My oldest daughter was just born. She was a few months old. They fucking canceled the medical benefits that I had. They didn't tell me anything. I couldn't fight these people. I had fucking no money coming in. Right, and yeah. Right? You got two big dogs that'll... Right. So I'm sitting... I ballooned up to like 280 pounds. I was so fucking depressed. It was, I was miserable. Right? It's the dead of winter. And Christina's in the house. And a ladybug, this beautiful ladybug, flies on the window. And she goes, that's good luck. 
make a wish. I said, I wish that that fat fuck would get run over and killed by a truck. Three weeks later, I get a call from the guy's partner that introduced me. He goes, Sasha, don't I tell you this? So-and-so was run over and killed by a forklift. I kid you not. The guy was on the recycling plant. And gets killed by a fucking forklift. He was on the telephone. <laughs> I laughed. It's terrible. I did go to the funeral. You fucking could have heard a fucking pen drop when I went in there. Holy shit. So the fucking guy was on his phone being a douchebag, as he was. And he turned the fucking corner, not paying attention. And the fucking forklift, the fork hit him in his fucking neck, punctured his fucking trachea, and the guy fucking drowned to death in his own blood. What a way to go. Not a nice person, people. I'm just fucking telling you, right? So anyway, all of a sudden now it goes to the estate, but now it's 50-50. And I said, remember me, you fucking jerk off? And I was able to at least make a fucking exit, right? Long story short, years later, they get sued for non-payment of overtime wage bullshit, and they come after me, the assholes. And I end up settling at a deposition for like $40,000 or whatever. And the son-in-law was who I sold my shares to, right? And okay. you also fucking inherited $30 million or whatever. The fucking guy should be thanking me, not selling me, right? Right, right. <laughs> so I had to make the payments. Every single month, I had to write a check to this fucking jerk off. And in the memo, every month I would write the word, ladybug are you serious and the guy ladybug was ladybug and he must have been like what the fuck is ladybug ladybug is the thing i wished on that killed I, your fucking father-in-law yeah yeah how about that one piece of shit that he was so anyway ladybug is what i wished on yeah ladybug dead <laughs> fucking that's it you're dead the end fuck a guy was an asshole anyway I was very depressed and, um, you know, I had no money coming. And I took a job at Buffalo Wild Wings, smelled like a goddamn chicken wing. Oh, my God. I would, at the end of every single night, all fat in that horrible, like, fucking, just like, thick manager shirt that you would wear. Like, like a, a denim uh, cowboy button down. I and my father's like, oh, come in with me. I'm like, whatever. So I, I figured maybe I'd make another 20000 a year over here. And eventually I was going to be a general manager. And, you know, I'd work my ass off for fucking 30 years, take a vacation every two to three years, and one day get the extension on my house. And, you know, my wife would probably have an affair on me because her life would be shit. And, and I was miserable, you know. And, and that was it. So I said, I'll do this with you. But I'm, I'm 100% in control. I'm not doing this with you because I knew what it was like working with him. He goes, fine, whatever, right? So I came in here and I renegotiated the lease with the landlord. And um, we opened the whale's tail with $30,000 on the swipe, swipe of a credit card. Kid you not. And so we had... Now, was that your credit card? It was my credit, credit card. It was your credit yeah. card. And, and I, um, I said, well, we have to design a concept that is kind of complementary of an underfunded type of establishment because they had no fucking money, right? The place was like a, a piece of shit, mm. you know? We had like the bar and the kitchen were in the same thing. Remember that? I don't remember that. I remember stage two. Right. So, well, <laughs> it gets even fucking better, right? So, 
you know, I, I thought maybe we'd do like $10,000 a week over here. All of a sudden, the thing's doing like 28000 a week. And I'm like, shit, how do we slow it down? It's too fucking busy. I'm working 12 hours a day at Buffalo Fryer Pig. You know what I mean? And then I would come here. And I was managing the restaurant with Linda, the old bird, and, and Crazy Mike on, on the telephone. It, it was crazy, right? And um, all of a sudden, the fucking town's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You can't do this. You can't just open up a restaurant. Oh, what's the problem? The fucking place was called the Whale's Tail. It's been here for fucking 20 years, right? Well, the place was illegally zoned. I didn't know it. I, I kind of know it, honestly. But fuck you, right? So... So now I'm in a legal battle, but the good news is part of the rent that we negotiated was nothing because we're here to service the marina members. So now all the money we're making, you're paying to a lawyer, the best fucking love the guy. And, and you go through a three-year zoning battle, litigating. And the town was actually pretty good. They, they wanted to make right on it, but it was the neighbors that were like, Oh my God, it's Britannia, he's doing whatever. They, and how do we get smoked out? They, they wanted to put a cell phone tower on the property because you know there's no fucking reception. Remember that? They wanted to put a flagpole. Right. Yep. And, and the neighbor's like, well, here they go. They do whatever you want to do down at Britannia. They just opened a restaurant. Next, splashed all over the front page. And, and, and here we are. So, so that started. So the neighbors were complaining about the music. I had to go out during this. I bought the same decibel reader that the code compliance officer for Northport would and I would walk around the fucking property snapping photographs of where the ambient levels were to show these people you're in a fucking marina by the way like people make noises they're like sand boats like fucking they, they laugh they talk I mean engines go up yeah with the fuck? starting up right whatever right and um I remember during the litigation the argument was, one of the arguments, I'll never forget this, was that loud noises can lead to heart attacks. What? What? These people were afraid that the loud noise of the that restaurant- That was their line of defense. You could hear bottles clinking and loud noises have been known to give out heart attacks. I thought it was so fucking ridiculous. I went and fabricated wallpaper with the fucking article. Do you remember that? The bar had wallpaper on there from all of the litigation articles, and one of them was, Mr. So-and-so said that loud noises, and I fucking put it on the wall. Fuck you people. I thought I earned a little tongue-in-cheek. That's mentally ill, right? Yeah. Anyway, we got past all that shit, and obviously throughout it, I ended up quitting Buffalo Wild Pig, and, but I remember I fell asleep on Ash Rock and driving home one night. I was so tired, and I woke up in the sand. I'm like, I, I got to like... I mean, we had $400 a week coming in the house at that time. Right. I mean, it's a little rough. It, it was rough. And, you know, so blood, sweat, and tears is really how the place got started. And throughout that entire litigation, it was like the press kept getting us busier and busier and busier. And it really was lightning in a bottle. It was, it was just absolutely incredible. I remember the first time that I knew that we actually had something here. It was Taco Tuesday. And I'm walking... And I'm seeing people eating takeout. 
Indian style, sitting down all over the fucking place. I'm like, what are these people doing? And it just kept getting busier. People used to tailgate in the parking lot. They would, they'd fucking yep. come here in cars. They'd open up the trunk, pull out seats, coolers of beer, order food, and just hang out. That's pretty cool, man. That's yeah. That was pretty cool. And and here we are finishing our 14th season. And I mean, it is just it's just so appreciative of the community. It, it was almost like the community deserved and wanted because a lot of the South Shore businesses. I mean, they had places like this. This was bureaucratic True. Northport, lead, not in my backyard, right? And right. the people deserved it. They fought for it. I just felt like the, you know, the fucking restaurant manager for the village's waterfront, waterfront restaurant eatery. And, and they were just great. I can't thank this community enough because, I mean, it really helped raise my family. It's just been an absolute mm -hmm. amazing thing. And so you try and give back by your, you hire the kids of the community. And I mean, there is a lot of dumb fucking kids. I mean, you're dumb at that age. You know nothing. What are you, 15, 16, 17, 18? But you got you to gotta do it. You hire them and you deal with it. And, you know, now it's like I'm like elder statesman. You know what I mean? I used to run around kicking, screaming, throwing things through windows like fucking Gordon Ramsay. Remember that? Mm -hmm. A fucking crazy person. Very passionate. You don't. You don't want. You know, people put a bad Yelp review in there, and you're like, "How dare you go home and fucking yell at everybody?" And as you get older, you're like, "Whatever, man. Just who gives a shit?" Is what it is. And and you learn. You learn to just roll with the punches. And it's uh, it's been an incredible experience. I am so thankful 18 fucking managers in 15 years 18 oh, 14 18 mm -hmm. this is i have had alcoholics addicts people die old ladies homeless homeless we had a fucking somebody lived in the office for a little bit sleeping on a boat then there was the one guy i hired i, I thought I was like, this is a normal guy. Came with a nice resume, had a, had a, had a uh, worked in like nice restaurants. And the fucking guy got drunk and slept on my boat. Remember that. You can't sleep on my boat. That's like, it's like your second home. Well, it was the blind leading the blind because you got permission from your other fucking superstar of a manager. I, I, I mean, it's, it's just what the fuck is the matter with these people? We had the one-eyed guy. Oh, the one-eyed guy. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. He's, He's dead. dead. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I am just telling you, it, it just doesn't fucking stop. And, of course, my favorite, the one that went fucking batshit crazy last year, right? The other lunatic? It doesn't matter. How about fucking last week, one of them called the cops on the other one? Yes. I had to go down to the fucking police department to foil the police report. So I had an idea what the fuck was going on in my store. I mean, this is just insane. And it was totally like, it was like made up crap. It was like, wow, these guys, I'm like, they wouldn't leave the ball. They work here. Yeah, they were working. They work. And then the both of them ended up quitting anyway. How about you, you got one fucking walking around showing videos of her giving fellatio to her boyfriend yes and saying mm, my jaw really hurts 
The throat. I remember that. Throat. Who, who does that to these young kids? Um, we call them white trash. And then I say it to myself, it's got to be me. Because if it stinks, it stinks from the head down, right? Well, we've, we've said this before, though. It takes a certain degree of fucking lunatic to but work here. What, Even whether you're a server, a manager, a cook. What is it that I am doing that warrants me having this kind of turnover? I mean, I'm not easy to work for. I understand I'm a little tough. But I mean, look, you got one fucking job. One job. Follow the systems and procedures. They're put in place not because I'm an egomaniac and I want to flex my big, bad ownership muscles. It's because I've made every stupid mistake you can make over the course of 30 years. And you learn from trial and error. But every one of them has to come in and do it their own fucking way. And every one of them fails. It starts the snowball of, I'll give you a very simple example. Okay. I don't like doing the request off policy. I didn't want to do it for a while. Why? Because it's a seasonal operation, right? You don't get hired to play ball for the New York Yankees and then say, excuse me, Mr. Steinbrenner, I'm going camping for the fucking weekend. Right. You just don't do it. And that to me is how you need to look at this. Right? So we don't do the request off. Why do we not do request offs aside of the fact that I find it to be absolutely ridiculous that you need to take off in a seasonal job? Why? Because when you have 75 people on payroll, it takes hours to do a schedule. So if you have to sit there and placate to children. Because this one wants to off. And this, this one, one wants off, that one wants You can take up 10 hours a week from a manager's time that they could be focusing on the basic fundamentals of the operation like food and beverage. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. So why the fuck don't they follow the systems and procedures? Because then the snowball effect starts. You go ahead, you don't do one, and then the other thing starts. And then you're running around chasing your tail and then they play the one-minute manager putting fires out all day long, and then they get burnt out, and then they blame me. When all they had to do is follow the systems follow and procedures. System. Follow the systems and procedures. I mean, these fucking people, are not, how about this one? We had people dating incarcerated prisoners. I mean, right. this is the kind of... I mean, if this, Rumor has it that didn't work out as well as we all thought the fairy tale would Listen. Have. God bless. I wish everybody well, but it's like if it's if it's like if ownership has to look at an individual a lot like a bank looks at a borrower, right? There's compensating factors. You're looking for credibility. What is your FICO score? What is your debt to income ratio? What is your employment history? Well, I am engaged to a convict. He does, when he gets out of prison, I'm going to go out and he's going to fucking do YouTube videos about how he's come from nothing and how successful. I don't necessarily know that that is the statement or the credible type of 
person that you are. But listen, this is the kind of shit that you get. Everybody wants a crack at being happy. If that's what God makes bless you happy, you. God bless you. And people are fixers. I get my poor wife. I mean, God, she really had her work cut out for her. She did a good job. She fixed me. I mean, as, as good as you can be fixed. I'm still, you know, a disgusting piece of filth. But I mean, listen, you know, it, I, I got to just fucking tell you something now. The next group of managers that I hire, the new hire packet, an I-9, a W-4, an employee handbook, and a fucking prescription for Wellbutrin because I just had enough of these goddamn mentally ill people. It just doesn't stop. You couldn't make the shit. I say it to you all the time. We could have the fucking Hollywood Screen Actors Guild here. They couldn't write the shit that goes on here. Oh, my God. Kegs flying across the parking lot. This one screaming and yelling. This one screaming and yelling at that one. And then they all get made. They're like, I don't care, they think. No. Of course I care. I'm just not going to get in my car and drive down here to placate to your insanity. On Labor Day. On Labor Day. Full restaurant. Like I'm supposed to be the fucking knight in shining armor and drive down here to... Listen, when you are the manager, it's your job to manage the situation. Ownership isn't interested in being dragged out of their fucking bed to go deal... It's kind of like the last, let, let me give a word of advice to everybody. Don't complain to ownership about how bad it's going. Because it means that you can't do your job. Great fucking point. Great point. If, if you come to me and say, well, this, 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 the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what are you doing? Right. Do Why your you fucking job. Right. I slipped on the ice machine that was leaking. Well, Why? Didn't you have it fucking dry over there? Put a mat down. You're the managers. I don't get it. Why am I the asshole? And why can't we get someone to fix the ice machine? Let's not forget that. Look, uh, all I'm saying is, God willing, we make it another 15 years and have another fucking 20 of these suspects. Because the, the reality is, they really make it entertaining. I sit up here in my office laughing my fucking ass off all day long to come up here. This one did this, this one did this. And, and you know what? Here's the whole fucking thing. Every single person that works for me, they talk about each other. Mm-hmm. They, they come into the office and they say, I got to tell you, this person, blah, 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 blah. And I love when you get the Columbo look on your face and you want to interrogate. You'll always ask me, so-and-so, do you know what they do in their free time? Just the host of like little pressing questions. It's great. And then then they go out the door and and they pretend like they're best friends. It's fucking, it's, they're like high-fiving each other and then they turn around and they're like, oh, she's a fucking skank. And then the other one goes, oh my God. She, she's off the wagon. <laughs> oh, my God. She's sleeping with this one. This and, and I'm like, could you people just do your fucking job? And like, really? Just mind your neck. How, how about you make sure the silverware is all facing one side so when the Department of Health comes in there, they say, how come you're grabbing the silverware by the fucking fork as opposed to the handle? That's all I care about. How about clean the bathroom? Oh, my favorite is the fucking toilet paper holder. I see these people... Take new toilet paper and put it on top of the empty toilet paper. 
They can't even change it. It just goes on top of it. Am I at home with my fucking 12-year-old daughter? It's incredible. 18 fucking managers in 15 years. I am just, it it just boggles my mind, man. I mean, can I do like a trial and error with my managers? Try before you buy. Let me me see. Let's just see how you are when you're under the influence. Right? Let me see if I come in in the morning and you're sleeping in my office on the floor next to a dog. Next to a dog. Unfucking believable. Then they they lie to me. I didn't sleep in there. What are you talking about? I have fucking cameras in there. I'm staring at you. Five cameras in there. I I took a nap at your office chair. You're like, why are you sleeping? I'm like, because I was was fucking exhausted. I had the one guy that was fucking telling me my dog's not in there. I go, what are you talking about? I'm staring at the fucking dog. It's... It's like walking outside, looking up in the sky and telling me that the sky is green or red to like argue with you. I, I'm in fucking la la land, I swear to God. It's, it's not for the faint of heart, this business, especially this one. But that's how we got started, you know what? And, and we're very lucky and, and we're very appreciative of it. And, uh, you know, fuck you. I gotta pay these goddamn rotten pricks. Bye, AIDS. Taking the ass.